0: Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songes Omabepe on on SAFM. Good evening, everybody. Songes Omabepe, SAFM, The Viewpoint, 19 July 2021. What a weekend it has been. Oliver, good evening. How are you? Songes, good evening. uh,
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm well, thank you. Because the producer wants me to talk about the game, of two days ago, not necessarily the highlight of my life, certainly not of this evening, but I have to. Hey, man, the producer tells me, what do you make of Chiefs losing out to the CAF champions, al
1: Admire the ambition at least. Um, because it was clear. <laughs> uh, look, you you can fluke your way to, to a final, but uh, at some point uh, the cracks will show, and that's exactly what happened. You can't be eighth in your domestic league and then expect to be the champion. Uh, of the continent. You can't face relegation in a domestic league and win against some team from an obscure part of the Northwest and then expect to beat the African Giants. Um, Keza Chiefs uh, was very ambitious. Uh and unfortunately, what's wrong with ambition? I, I
0: mean, come on. I mean, well, it, it was rather a one sided affair, but had the result gone the other way, it would have just, in many respects, vindicated the season in the sense that they would have, and they could have claimed that they put all their eggs in one basket and hey, bingo. But of course, it didn't happen, but it could have happened that way.
1: I mean, the Chiefs has been playing terrible football the entire season in all the leagues that they've participated in. Um, if, if you if you look at, for instance, um, their game against Wydad, right? Um, they, on every sort of performance indicator, Kezichis was just doing terribly. They had the least possession. They've, they had less than a third of the possession throughout the game. They took the least shot. In fact, against Wydad, they took one shot. And that one shot happened to be... The one shot that was on target happened to be the goal. <laughs> um, they... <laughs> Uh, their passing uh, efficiency was incredibly low. Um, their defense was just uh, was 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 solid for the most part of the game, but started cracking towards the end. Luckily for them, not enough uh, to penetrate a fantastic goalkeeper that they have. Um, so it, it it at some point, uh, you know, if your performance indicators are showing that you're not performing well, you can't be expecting to win the biggest game of your life unless you have all the luck of the world on your side and. And Kelly Chief's luck was much like the luck of the entire country this
0: week. Well, let's get into the matters to do with the country. I mean, the Zuma corruption case in the Peter Marisburg High Court resuming again today. Perhaps we can start reflecting on the week that was, more to your point, as to the unrest, the looting, and, of course, the inherent racism or should I say the inevitable racism and especially when you talk about Phoenix that's certainly the narrative that's going on but KZN, KwaZulu Natal, the province as well as Gauteng to a lesser extent but nonetheless to a significant extent reeling from quite easily the most chaotic week in our democratic project of 27 years of age what are some of the things already at this stage do we as a nation take out do we learn from should we see as serious red flags, given the fact that for that week, certainly for those who were within the milieu of it all, they would have seen a few flashes of their lives before them?
1: As, as everyday working class people, we often divorce ourselves from thinking deeply about uh, the intricacies of the state. And so when it comes to understanding matters of the state, we like the convenient um, explanations. We like the simple narratives and unfortunately none of that is possible in any of what happened over the last two weeks I would say. Um, the week leading up to Jacob Zuma's arrest and the week thereafter that we just come from and perhaps even the week that will lie ahead. Um, and the reason for that is because um, all of the complexities of of inequality and inequity in South Africa started showing this week um, and Um, ranging everything from deep inequality and poverty in this country, uh, you know, chronic joblessness, an ailing economy um, that struggles to breathe, and all the way to uh, state incompetencies where, for instance, a state intelligence was just absent, uh, quite literally absent, sleeping on the job. Um, All of those things came together and, and created the combustion of last week. Um, And you have to deal with each of those. You can't just take the one that that works well for you and go with that, right? And so the lessons to take away from this is that we need need better security. Uh, Our security cluster needs a reshuffle almost immediately. Um, Talking about that,
0: let me interrupt you because I just forget the name of this retired general, clearly a high-ranking official of the South African National Defense Force, saying something that really struck me and I think – When he said or is said to have said, as the case may be, it is dangerous for the deputy state security minister to go live on television and claim that he is broke. This, of course, in reference to Zizi Godwin, his testimony at the state capture inquiry a couple of weeks before that, when he said he doesn't have the money, doesn't have a stable job. While, of course, he was saying that to mitigate against the immediate threat of whatever may become of his evidence at the Zonda Commission of Inquiry into State Capture. Inadvertently, what he was also doing is digging his own grave from a security perspective, and I think it does dovetail with what you are saying insofar as it relates to the necessary um, musical chairs that have to take place in that cluster.
1: I mean, uh, 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 Zizi Porter's uh, exuberant and expensive taste of life um, makes him a, a weak And uh, a a weak point for the state as far as state security and intelligence is concerned. I mean, if David Machlovo could have been bought with spa dates so that he can give over Rhino Horn to uh, Taiwanese and Chinese poachers, what more Mm does Zizi do who can't afford to pay back a million rand loan from almost a decade ago? Um, And and it it honestly is shocking that that, that Zizi Kwadwa insulted our intelligence in the way that he did, claiming to not have. Any meaningful employment. If that's the case, then the president must set him free so that he can go and look for gainful, meaningful employment so that he can afford the lifestyle he chooses to live Um, and not do it at the expense of our security, at the expense of taxpayers and at the expense of our democracy. Um, And and, and perhaps that is instructive to just what is going on in the States, that we have people who are serving themselves and not serving the country um, and people who perhaps when serving the country, uh, run into uh, difficult um, you know, problems within the state, such as dealing with incompetent self-serving uh, colleagues um, who, for all intents and purposes, are working against them, right? There are early signs coming up telling us that state security was infiltrated, uh, that there are uh, state security operatives, for instance, intelligence operatives, who are working against the state against the Ramaphosa administration. Well, we've known that uh, the the Ramaphosa administration... um, Nosy
0: Viewer doesn't agree with that statement.
1: Yeah, well, and and that shows that there's just inconsistencies in in government. She said uh, the, the, the chairperson of the portfolio committee yesterday asked, who are we to believe about what the case, what the situation was? Was it an insurrection? Was it not an insurrection? Uh, is, 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 is this a war on democracy? Is it not a war on democracy? So not if were, uh, uh, uh clearly has, has not yet had a conversation with the president. Um, clearly there's no, uh, uh, um, you know, <laughs> and maybe this is why it's important that that we get a a, a, a permanent minister in the presidency and not an acting one, because if we had a minister in the presidency that had his eye on the ball or her eye on the ball, uh, you would not have cabinet ministers uh you know contradicting the president or contradicting each other um and 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 i guess this is this is really where cabinet really starts missing uh, jackson do you
0: imagine this happening in the zuma days do you imagine this happening even in the mbeki or certainly in the mandela days where the president speaks and one who serves at the leisure of that president speaks but speaks in the opposite direction and there be no ramifications for that? Do you imagine any of those personalities, Mandela, Ramaphosa, I mean Mandela, Mbeki, and Zuma, going through that? That this one is going through.
1: I mean, Zuma went through it with Ramaphosa <laughs> on the night Pravin. Uh, on the night uh, Pravin got fired uh, off of a, a, a fake intelligence report that we now know to be fake, right? Ramaphosa came out the very next morning and says, "I have no idea what this uh, reshuffle was about." um the president hasn't discussed it with me or cabinet or the party uh and then hours later came out and, and took back his statement right but he, in that moment he spoke out against the president i guess he got reprimanded um and this is why he had to come and uh, backtrack on his statement but this this this, this is um it, it, it's not new and it's endemic of of an incompetence and a technocratically ineptitude uh, of, of uh, the ANC government really.
0: I mean the reason why I asked this question for instance there was the Deputy Minister of Health to the late Mandochawala Simang, then who took what I believe to ultimately have been an unauthorized trip and I think the nation was Spain Um, And I'll think of the name right now of that deputy minister. She came back and the president said that trip was not authorized and probably and largely because she went and said something which was not the government messaging on South Africa's position on HIV and AIDS. And I'm just talking about the fact that, I mean, the fact that President Ramaphosa had to immediately withdraw that statement probably speaks to the fact that, hey, there's one president right now. When the president speaks, yours is to simply march along One, two, three, one, two, three. I don't get the impression that this is the sort of administration where that is the kind of currency. And I'm talking about now, in a sense, the strength of character in leadership in President Ramaphosa such that he can, I would even say, be undermined to that extent. Final comment on this point?
1: I mean, uh, Ramaphosa, for instance, uh, I can imagine at least two instances where he would have brought that upon himself, right, Um, where for six weeks to no end telling uh, Gwede Mandashe, uh, we will not... (laughs) Uh, Go past uh, 10 megawatts, right? Um, And that's that's as much as we'll give. That's as much bandwidth as that we'll give to uh, private power producers. Um, And then coming and then waking up one morning with no real consultation with Guerda Mandasha and deciding that look, we'll we'll raise it up to 100 uh, megawatts. Um, Guerda Mandasha was found with an egg in his face, so to speak, right? Um, Because he he went on a six-week-long parade making a case for why 10 megawatts is the best and the most the country could do only for the presidents to at a whim uh, go and change that um, and, and, and 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 I would be I would I would be pissed working for someone like that similarly then if that person does that to me uh, why why would I not do the same to them at my own convenience um, and that that speaks to the the, the, the fiber of, of of leadership that we have in Ramaphosa. Uh, it's that there's there's very little respect between him and his cabinet, Um, and that might be because it's a cabinet imposed on him and not a cabinet um, entirely one he would have liked to have.
0: Let's move on. Let's take calls, please, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Viewpoint. It is as much ours on air as it is yours at home, if not more, yours. So let's make it yours. Johannesburg, seven one four two thousand and six. Please do give us a call. WhatsApp voice note or message, 614 Please get going. Remember the rules, please, everybody. Send us a voice note under a minute, please. I see there's a voice note here already at 1 minute 21 seconds. That's the one with the picture of Joost van der um against the English there. Please send us your voice note again there, dear brother or dear ma'am. Otherwise, we continue the conversation with Mr. Oliver Dixon, political commentator, broadcaster, debater, and a Daily Maverick opinionist. Let's move on. Let's talk about the fact that something which is probably long overdue the inquest into the lives lost at life acidimene and one hopes certainly it's only a matter of time before the noose really tightens around the necks of those who are culpable for the deaths of all those patients who at their weakest needed the strength of the state to protect them it was the state who caused their ultimate demise your thoughts on that
1: um, firstly, um, and, and, and perhaps this is an important clarification to make because so many people are, um, uh, you know, confused as to why is this is still an ongoing thing, given the outcome of the Museneke investigate or the Musenike inquiry, right? Um, and it's important to note that the Museneke inquiry was uh, focused on redress, um, and this is why, for instance, the outcome there was uh, a quantum of compensation to be given to each family. Um, impacted by it, right? Um, when it comes to criminal matters, a commission cannot, um, uh, you know, a commission is not a criminal investigating body. The NPA, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, prosecutes criminality insofar as uh, the police, the Hawks, or any other, uh, so to speak, assigned investigating body gives the NPA good enough a case to go and prosecute on that, right? Um, and the, at the the NPA at the time at the closure of the museneke inquiry, said that they did not have enough evidence um, to speak to criminality. But um, it might be the case now. It would be interesting to see just what evidence they rely on this time around um, that, that we did not know of coming out of uh, the museneke inquiry.
0: Let's take calls. Johannesburg, seven one four two thousand and six. This is the SAFM viewpoint with me here. Songasomapet. Oliver Dixon is on the line. We're going to play a couple of voice notes. He has one.
2: Evening, Pongane. Chiefs may have been ambitious and everything, like any other team should be. They should be ambitious. Uh, they should want to claim anything. Uh, and for their compensation, they got twenty million rand, one point two five. Uh, Uh, what you call US dollars uh, which is is, is, is far great uh, as a reward uh, even though they didn't get the gold but for their silver that's what they work with which is almost double what the PSL champions get talk about ambition
1: Uh, good evening gentlemen it's not really contradicting um each other they don't know what they are doing they don't know what they are doing they've been caught wanting i've been saying this for the longest time we might think the insurgents are still in Mozambique while they are in our country. Our intelligence services lacks intelligence. It's because of this deployments, this catered deployment in strategic positions. They deploy civilians that have no knowledge, no experience, none whatsoever on matters of intelligence to go and lead the state, obono uh, to go and lead the state security. The apartheid generals of the past could track freedom fighters across the borders of South Africa. Our intelligence services, with all the technology they have at their disposal, they can't find sand in the desert. It's Honourable Munarang and Kylie.
0: Quite scathing there. Let's go to let's go to calls. I'm interested in... Callers what? I have to say. Let me remind you, please, about the 90-second rule on the calls as well, everybody. The minute you start talking, Mike Wandile and Anonymous in Durban, the sound that you hear is actually the time it's not me disagreeing with you in any way and when it goes you put the phone down or we just drop you it's not me being rude it's just the way it is let's go first Durban Mike good evening Mike Durban good evening okay. let's go to Mafikeng, gang my one good evening
2: evening as uh, as so let me go straight to it Yes, regarding regarding this uh, confusion between uh, um, most of you and uh, Ramaphosa, it's simply be- that uh, uh, is now uh, uh, showing itself like uh, showing itself like uh, the contradiction. It's all because of one thing: the ANC. There is uh, uh, which was the UDF. There is the UDF ANC, and there is the exile people, the people who went to exile, and there is this uh a UD, the u d f cabal which is the capitalist so those capitalists want to drive us as if maybe like we don't understand so i agree with uh uh on on a statement there is there is nothing there is uh, uh, like a threat, maybe they, like the RET want to take over the country by means of the coup or whatsoever. There's nothing like this. They are just manufacturing some things just to take some comrades off the cabinet or of the agency. We know the strategy is happening even on the ground level. Like they want to take some mayors out, some councillors out just to make sure that a certain faction get to win and stay in power forever, forever. And, uh, as you uh, all know, that they had they, they, they have inherited the 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 they they inherited those uh, uh, past uh, what should I call it? Uh, I don't know what the name uh, uh,
3: that I can. While use. you think
0: about it, let's move on, shall we? Let's go to Peter in Bloom Sorry, Anonymous in Durban. Good evening, Anonymous
3: to say that, you know, I, I think Mr. the EF leader, Mr. Julius' fellow Malema, he's behind all of this. I don't think he liked Mr. Ramaphosa very much because I think he wants to run this country. And that's why he wants to unstabilize this country. right? Because Mr. Ramaphosa was with him for more than 20, 20 Years, twenty-six years, he's been there because I've got the book on hand that says when he was the, the uh, certain he was a treasury or something. When you when Mr. I got his uh, in my file, I, I don't have it on hand right now, and that he was with with Carolus. She was the secretary at the time, and uh, Cheryl Carolus, and she they were there for many years. So I just want to say that you know what I, Julius. He must, his middle name is fellow. If you put a UT, another L, two alphabets say UT, is a sell-out malema. Thank you very much. No further questions.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Anonymous in Durban. Let's go to Peter in Blomfontein.
4: I'm so glad to get through to you. Thank you. Aldrina uh, was saying this afternoon that there's no insurrection because there's no face. But she's quite wrong because there's not only faces, there's also passwords between these people. Uh, the faces are the Zuma family and clan, and the passwords are comrade, Cater, and then there's a the last one that I now uh, can hardly think about. Oh, yes, colonialist. Anybody who says those three things, you know he's part of the Zuma facts trying to bring the country down. And that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you
0: so much, Peter, and Bloomfonte. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Let's go to Durban. Mike, good evening.
4: Greetings, Agassi and the listeners. Mm. Welcome to the new South Africa. Mike reporting from Durban. Durban's polluted and very rich beachfront area. My goodness. They went, it was chaos here. And it, it appears and looked like the police had been given instructions not to arrest anybody. They were just doing what they liked. The cops were sitting in the vehicles watching them. It, 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 it was too terrible what was going on there.
0: Is that the end of the report from Durban, Mike? Yeah. Thank you see, very much. You must,
4: the, you must see the beachfront area, the shop right, the spa... They got into bottle stores and looted. People are selling stolen goods on the street, uh, walking around with bags and packets, selling booze. Uh, a bottle of Captain Morgan and, uh, and a, a bottle of exotic drink, 150 rand for two. <laughs> <laughs> the government must open these bottle stores tomorrow morning. The people have a hut full. I work on the ground of these people here. I know them. They are hut full. They want the bottle stores open.
0: Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Your response to all of these calls, these comments, there are a few that I'll read after your response, though, because time is the essence and against us, particularly for this segment. Oliver Dixon, final comments in view of what the callers have said?
1: Uh, South Africa has a lot of uh, introspection to do um, over the next couple of months, over the next couple of years, in in, in how we imagine our state to look like. Because uh, if if we keep on the trajectory that we are currently on, uh, last week will become a common occurrence. Um, it will happen far more often than 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 we we would hope for, um, and. Uh, last week was a, a moment for us to see the evidence of our current doing and 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 that should inspire us to reinvest in the politics of the common good um, because it is it is only through that I believe um, that we're able to deal with inequity that we're able to deal with our security and crime problem and deal with the confluence of issues uh plaguing the state such as incompetence and corruption um and 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 really you know reimagine um the south africa of tomorrow and it's it's upon young people really to start that conversation and own it not just to have a conversation but to act on it
0: let's leave it there thank you so much my dear brother much appreciated okay i've been told i've got two more voice notes let's quickly play them then and you'll respond finally
5: um i i don't think there's any contradiction here they are not contradicting cr but what they had to do was to change their statement and maybe toss CR's line as a precedent to save their jobs. But there was no contradiction. There is no contradiction. Not that they are contradicting each other. Some had to change their statements just to suit the president's statement. Because you know, it's their boss, they have to tell the line. But there is no threat, there is no coup. You can't claim that there was a coup detat. When you're in control of the military, you're in control of um, the, the state security, and there were no key points that were attacked. It was just a looting. It's just a strategy to defocus us.
2: Hello SFM, I'd like to remain anonymous. My opinion is that uh, there needs to be consequences for the looters. The people who destroyed livelihoods need to be held accountable. And how we do that is that stolen goods need to be retrieved, and then the looters, at least 10 years, each looter must get 10 years in jail
4: at least. So, good evening, great show. I'm going to shorten it, and that was my use for Novesta than one because I love the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> but I'm not surprised by the looting, it's ANC rule after 25 years. And Julius goes on
1: about he wants. He wants to own everything. He doesn't have to. Every cent of taxpayers' money has gone to
4: everybody. I do believe we are going to come right. And I do believe this is a great country. And I do believe that most South Africans do not enjoy this looting. And we have to make it work. We're all in this together. Thanks for a great show
0: thank you so much dear brother let's keep it positive then on that note oliver i think there are enough south africans who want to see this country right despite those south africans who are here to create chaos and actually thrive and revel in it and i think what we saw certainly in a group that for the most part has been bastardized i think in many respects if not in all respects they came through for the country that's among others the taxi operators in the country so let's keep it positive your response finally to that
1: I mean, the, 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 taxi, uh, the taxi operators weren't necessarily acting out of patriotism, right? They were acting, um, you know, in the same way big business was acting, and that's, and that's trying to rescue their value chain. Um, if, if people who work in malls are without jobs, taxis have no reason to operate or would not be operating at full capacity. So they were as worried about the economic consequences of what we witnessed. How's, that, a, um,
0: how's that unpatriotic? How's that not patriotic?
1: Uh, if you care for the bottom line first, then, then that's that's the primary reason, right? No, come on, Oliver, they didn't release 17.
0: a statement saying this is why they were doing it. They were simply saying no looting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So? Um, but this is the same reason why Toyota said no looting, right? Uh, this is the same reason why SAB said no looting. It's because it the looting hurts them Um It hurts directly. everybody. It hurts everybody. Yeah. No, not necessarily everybody, uh, Songhezo. They are parts of this country where life went on as normal. Let's not forget that this took place only in Batu provinces.
0: And how does this not hurt the
1: country? It certainly hurts the country because it exposes... That's my point. It hurts everybody. If you, if you agree it hurts the country,
0: it hurts everybody. It is nobody's interest for there to be looting. I mean, we can't be indifferent because it's not happening in Eastern Cape it's happening in KZN. And to the extent that the KZN taxi operators and the operators in KwaZulu-Natal and elsewhere around the country decided there's no looting and there was no looting to that extent, how was this not part of national patriotism?
1: A, a, a billion-rand industry, multiple billion-rand industry. Um, cares first for the existence of the industry before they before anything else, right? Because any any sort of market exists to self-preserve and self-perpetuate. And the tax industry is no different from the financial sector. I accept no that, but
0: how is it not patriotic? Sure, they are particularly the primary about reason, them.
1: The primary motivating reason doesn't stem from patriotism, right? The primary motivating reason doesn't stem from, oh my goodness, South how Africa. Can means, how the, can you separate the two? How can you separate the two? how can you separate uh, be-
0: the two because their industry is what is good for this country it keeps the economy going no it absolutely. keeps livelihoods there so whatever their reasoning is how do you separate that that you suppose is purely because of profit and investing in themselves primarily over their country how do you not, separate not ex- the two
1: not exclusively because of profit primarily because of profit right um and that's the the, the primary motivating factor um and that's the primary motivating factor of any large corporation um that for instance i've got five seconds i'm sorry to to cut you i'm not cutting you but
0: very well there are two seconds thank you so much for your time oliver